IPL is finally back. What a wild opening weekend we had. We're ready to relive it all with y'all today, break down some new factors like home field advantages, impact players, and help max out your rosters for the week. Here we go. Hey, there he is. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm tired. Guess this whole getting up at quarter to four in the morning thing. Do you actually roll over I mean, and, and, and check to make sure you have those lineups set or those early? I think uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> this morning I woke up. Um, so just a reminder where I am, the, the first match on doubleheader starts at 4 a.m. But this morning I woke up at 7 a.m. And I was like, crap, I missed it. And then I noticed that I was cuddling my phone. Okay. So I think my alarm went off and I grabbed it and turned my phone off by accident and just never woke up during that entire thing. Wow. So I haven't done it yet. I haven't set an alarm to specifically check. I've been very conservative with uh, the players likely to start in those early matches so that I don't wake up to a bunch of red dots, you know, in our home league. People make that mistake. Um, I, I'm, Given a little more sleep than uh, than points right now, I'll just I'll take that trade for for now. I'm doing okay. I had a I had a number of duds. I had a few few good players. I mean, I got on the the Joss Butler train like every other person. Yes. Um, did you have any picks where you were like, who was your favorite player? Not necessarily even the one who did the best, but like that you were psyched that you picked him. Um. Well, I've done really well because I've had some man of the match picks. That's what's worked out for me. Joss Butler was a man of the match pick. And then Faf was a man of the match pick. And also Arshdeep Singh got me a man of the match. So before, oh, yeah. any, before any multipliers, that's 150 points I got just <laughs> based on those three guys yeah. right there. So um, definitely feel good about that. I, I stuck with my original starting 11 that we talked about on the last episode pretty much i don't think i made any real changes but it sounds like you started tilting before we got to game day what <laughs> what had you twi- what, what had you twisting like that why'd you make all those changes i think part of it is just that i like to sit and make changes yeah and you just start doing it and working through different lineups and just i settled on something different than i started with well that's one of the things that i like yeah. about ipl is that it's more fun than fantasy football because there is something to do every day. I think a lot of stuff that happens in fantasy yeah. football, like trades and you know people scouring the free agency and the waiver wires and making moves, is just to kind of have something to do. Um, but you pretty much have your plate full with this, so there's less of that. But I guess when you're, you know, little kid before Christmas morning, you, you, you you're just you can't even sleep. You know what are you gonna end up doing? You're gonna well, let me try this lineup. Let me work this guy. Ooh, if I put him on now, I don't have to worry right. about adding him in two matches. I can save myself a transfer. You can kind of rerun the formula <laughs> over and over and over again. And it'll uh, it'll drive you nuts. But uh, I didn't stick with any yeah, plan there's... other than my first one. I think. I think I reworked them basically as the lineups came out every time just to make sure I was going to like what I saw. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's easy to do. I Like, I got a bug in my craw that I wanted Jadeja in my first match. Like, oh, he's going to go off. And I kind of have him in there. That obviously didn't pan out. That's my um, fault. I talked him up. 
the other one you talked up that I that I the other one you talked up that I went for it was Puran, um, because I, I was going to have Sanju Samson, who also did really well. Like I'd have been fine if I kept him in, maybe even a little better. But Puran for luck is playing for luck now, and so now he's in my lineup. So now I have set up with five luck now players uh, who are playing tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited did exactly. That. Yeah, Puran did exactly what I hoped he would do. He was a good placeholder. You know, they didn't play for a few matches, so it felt a little silly to be sitting on a wicketkeeper, especially an overseas wicketkeeper that mm-hmm. you know ties up one of those four critical overseas spots. But he was a good placeholder because I didn't like any of the people that were in the wicketkeeper. Um, category for the for the earlier matches so I was like well I'm gonna need one he wasn't too expensive and he did just fine he scored a decent amount of runs he was involved in the game we'll see what happens when Quentin DeCock comes back but it was uh, basically what I hoped for out of him I wasn't expecting anything spectacular but um, I'd say he definitely did his job I was happy with that I mostly blew it um, on the captain and vice captain picks yes I did so bad I had First one, Hardick and uh, Devin Conway combined for 20 or 30 points. Oh. Uh, I had KL Rahul, um, KM Asif, which he got barely anything to catch, I think. As and then this if. latest one was the one that hurt me the most, Jafra Archer uh, as my captain. That that was hard. Hard uh, to watch told, every yeah. time Faf and, and <laughs> Coley cranked sixes on him. Uh, I told you off air I was proud of you though because he was kind of a guy you you talked up preseason. You were excited to have him back, so you know you went yeah. in all. I did all stick in with him. a lot of my yeah. I did stick with a lot of my uh, my my player picks, uh, like um, Asif. I mean, I was glad to see he even played. So once he was in the line, I was like, oh, I got it. I got to put him in. Because really, a, a few times this week, some of these bowlers who you don't really know their name and they're new to the league did pretty awesome. Yes, I didn't pick any of them, but it happens. <laughs> well, that uh, kind of leads us to our first segment, which is players that popped and players that pooped. And you just you just mentioned it; those new to the league guys, somebody you didn't really have a whole lot of data on. Um, but the first guy on our list might have the hardest name to pronounce. He's from the Chennai Super Kings. He's an uncapped bowler. I think he's only five and a half credits on the Dream 11 platform. But all right, I'm going to try this one. Rajvardhan Hangareka. How'd I do? I think you got it pretty close. I think you yeah. just have to say it a lot faster. Yeah. <laughs> Hangareka. Like I'm just going to call him the hanger man. Um, because he hangs those wickets. Like it's oh, business. man. What a value, though. Five and a half credits. Yeah. And an uncapped player. So you can basically add him to your team for as close as as free can get. And he had um, just a wonderful game. And right out of the gate, first game of the entire season. Um, So it's always nice to get like a new face on the, on the, on the radar. Somebody that's, uh, that's exciting right out of, just right out of the gate. Yeah. If you you were one of the, if you're one of the 4.3% of people who selected him for that first match, kudos. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, three wickets and an economy rate of nine, and he bowled all four of his overs. So it seems like somebody you can hopefully count on being um, around for more matches than not. 
Um, what about this next guy, Mark? Why don't you introduce him? So the next one was Kyle Mayers. Anybody who watched the Lucknow game got to see what he what he can do. He's an all rounder, but he batted as one of the opening batters, and that is just fantasy solid gold. We talked about how a lot of times they put these big, big time hitters in the middle over middle overs, the all rounders, and like man, why don't they play Andre Russell or whoever? In the, in the power play. Seems like they could just knock it out of the park. And well, Lucknow did that, and it worked. Um, I'm definitely going to have my eye on Kyle Mayers the rest of the season. Yeah, so um, he went for 73 on 38 with two fours and seven sixes, a strike rate of over 192. Um, he opened as a batter, which is a big deal. Um, aside from the fact that he's a West Indies player, he definitely reminded me of uh, Andre Russell in terms of his, his playing style. It's very aggressive. A lot of boundary hits. Um, he's, he's clearly just, he has the appearance of being strong. I told you, Mark, I think he's like the, maybe one of only a few guys that has like a bicep vein out there. Like he looks like a very top tier athlete in this league and he bats really early. And so it's like compared to Andre Russell, who you hope gets a chance to bat. Um, and if he does bat, you know, the circumstances of the game may dictate kind of how he bats, but having an early opportunity like that's a big deal. I really like uh, the idea of having him around in the future. And I'm going to go a little off script here from what we wrote down, Mark, because out of that same match, though, the only person that maybe overshadowed him was bowler Mark Wood. That guy had a game. Yeah, he's currently the top uh, point scorer uh, for fantasy, that is. And again, Kyle Mayers selected by one point five percent. Mark Wood selected by two and a half percent. I mean, that's okay. how these first matches go. These guys are coming out of the woodwork. So, um, you know what we're kind of talking about is: are you are you a believer? Are you picking these guys up? Well, did you do that um, on purpose? Kyle, you said you said he's coming out of the woodwork. Was coming that... out of the wood. <laughs> he's ready to leave his coming out of the Mark, Mark woodwork. Um. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of all in on Kyle Mayers. I, I mean, I need to read a little bit more about the guy where he comes from because uh, I'd never heard of him before this match. Like, obviously, ninety eight and a half percent of people who who play fantasy, Mark Wood. I mean, five wickets. I'm sure he's going to be a great bowler, but I'm not convinced by five wickets uh, that that's going to be something that happens every match. I mean, I hope no, I end up eating my words not. and he just ends up being the the getting the purple cap in by match five, but uh, I'd hesitate a little more on him than I would on, on Kyle. And as far as uh, the hanger man, like you said, he's a great value. He's uncapped. So he'll probably make his way into my lineup more often. Yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely not going to pull down on, on Mark Wood. Five wickets is unbelievable, but they, they kind of kept him in there. I think just to see if he could do it. Um, He got, it was kind of a garbage time uh, play towards the end. I mean, look now won this match by 50 runs. Um, yeah. Going away. So <laughs> there, there was uh, some freedom to kind of let him do his thing. And, you know, and a bunch of those wickets were catches, which, you know, a wicket taken is a wicket taken. Um, but it's not like he had five wickets taken on, you know, LBWs or like he was bowling guys, you know, players in the field had to do their sure. job too. Um, 
nonetheless, he got five and you're, you're looking at the, the number of people who had them in their starting lineups. Did you happen to look how many people captain Mark Wood? Oh, it's zero. Zero point one percent. Zero six. Oh, yeah. so it's, it's higher than I even thought. So somebody out there got to take advantage of yep. that. Um, so those are three players that popped. Um, not to totally change gears, but uh, just today, it's it's strange that we'd be talking about Virat Kohli as a surprise <laughs> player that popped. Um, if we didn't make that clear, these players that popped are guys that you wouldn't necessarily have expected to do what they did. There's lots of great players that did really, really well. We could have put Josh Butler or somebody in here. Um, they did their job, but you expect that out of them. Coley, until last year, would have had no business in this category. But he he may have done better today than he did in any match last year and truly looked in form. What did you think? I think the the whole um, Rail Challengers team just seemed like they were firing on all cylinders. I, if I could have Coley and Faf in my lineup every every time, I probably would. Those it might be worth it. Just they seem like they had the chemistry. Um, I mean, it's not like they were. I don't, I, it doesn't. I don't think Mumbai has the the hottest bowling lineup, but they were playing against some some good bowlers and just nobody could, could get them to forever. Yeah. And there was a game script uh, involved in that for Coley and Faf that Mumbai didn't, they started so slow. Um, They, they didn't put up a lot of runs until, you know, relatively late in the game. Um, There was no pressure on Faf and Coley to do much. So even just hitting singles and doubles, basically as as they came, they were they were hitting the run rate, and then it seemed like as soon as it got out of the power play, and they started uncorking, um, we started seeing more and more and more boundaries out of the guys. I mean, they each had uh, five and six sixes and six and five fours. That's you know being able to put the wood on the yeah. ball and and do something with that. The reason Faf's not being talked about here, we're talking about Coley, is that Faf did this last year. Coley did not do yeah. this last year. Um, Coley was an outright liability, but he's still what twelve credits. He's one of the most expensive players you can roster. So yeah, I think it was he's a eleven hu- now, but it was a huge risk to play him, and it was also mm-hmm. you know difficult to work that into your roster so good for you if you were brave enough to to put him in there and if he continues to be the coley of the past this will probably be the last time we talked about him in the players that pop section um but yeah the, it, the, it was nice to see you remember at the at the last um at the last episode i talked about faf as one of my my players of the week and simply because between he and coley i felt i had the confidence in faf I didn't have it in Coley. I do now. Um, but of this, so talking about Faf and Coley, they weren't the only two superstars from this match. The last guy we want to talk about with the players that popped was Tulak Varma. Uh, he was the only other player from this match that was so lopsided that, that you were really thrilled to have in your lineup. And also another uncapped guy. Yeah. 84 now, I remember on, him last 64 year. or 46 84 on 46 yep. with nine and fours huge. and six and four sixes that's um and he carried the Mumbai Indians yeah. 
I mean, yeah, he's the rest put of the 84 team. of their 171 up. That's And he was batting so early. Holy cow. He came in, um, let's see, in what, the fifth over he was in? Yeah. So that's incredible. And then he was not out. Yeah, and he last year he had some good games. And he was one of the better uncapped options last year. So it didn't come as a complete surprise, but but man, you know, you said it. He carried the team from start to finish. They just looked awful. And he was the only bright shining star. Yeah, he's back on the radar. You you said it. Last year he he did this a few times. I don't even know if he did it to this degree, but he had a few big games. And they were mostly towards the end of the season. I think I was just duped because he's an uncapped player. And when I was looking for my freebie, sure. my uncapped freebie, I looked at him, um, but I didn't have a whole lot of faith in the Mumbai Indian batting side and I already committed to our boy Sir Yakumor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sir Yakumor, big sky. And I was like, there's no way I'm putting two batters in for Mumbai right now. For Mumbai. Uh, yeah. And so um, I sidestepped him and went with uh, he went with a bowler and that that cost me. Um, but I don't know that I'll make that mistake. I, I, would you with the current form of Sky rather play Varma than Sky week to week until somebody proves you otherwise? Yeah, absolutely. I, if if no other reason than the the cost difference. I mean, I can bring Varma in for free every every time. Uh, Mumbai plays and for Sky I'm gonna have to take somebody else out and spend a credit which yeah I'm probably not gonna do um do on him yeah well let's change gears then those were the guys that popped let's talk about the guys that pooped and we're basically we're we're banging on one of them right now yeah let's let's just start right there so with the poopers uh what we really want to talk about is not just yeah how bad they did, but also are you worried? So we'll we'll talk for all each of these these players. I am uh, we'll, worried. We'll discuss going forward if we're worried. So let's start with with the Mumbai Indian batters. Yeah, that's the whole lineup. So I was prairie uh, dogging on these guys already. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was prairie they dogging much, on these guys. There weren't much to look at last year either. Aside from Sky, and then this he just. I mean, he he went gas station sushi on me. This came out of <laughs> came out in just a horrible manner. Um, he was the one guy I was really hoping to count on on, on this <laughs> side, um, but he's been out of form lately. Um, so he's yeah. he's had three golden ducks, which if you don't know means a zero, just zero production with the bat. And 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 I think the golden duck in. in implies what from the first ball mark you know it's it's like he's put out immediately no production um and so he was supposed to be the best batter on this team he did terrible varma stole the show um but there's some other players on this team batting wise that should have done much much better um rohit sharma ishan kishan um sharma finished with negative one fantasy point thank you very much let that sink in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so w- what's your panic level on these guys mark my my panic level is pretty high like i said aside from tilak varma um who i'm gonna be happy to play with that free uncaps i mean some of these guys are expensive sky's expensive sharma uh, is expensive and look at it this way their next match is against super kings and the one after that is against dc 
if you are looking at who to bring in uh, and from a batter perspective or an all-rounder, because they all sucked, like who, who are you going to pick? Are you going to pick somebody like Guy Quad or are you going to pick Surya Kumar or are you going to pick David Warner or Rohit Sharma? Like I just don't see any reason to play those guys until they've got a couple games under their belt where they get 30 runs plus. I agree. Hundred percent. Let's move to a guy that I think we're both willing to give a little bit more rope to. How about Hardik Pandya? Yeah, yeah. Hardik came out. He he was my captain for the first match. I think he was a lot of people's captain. He was mine he was so too last year. Yeah. Um. Didn't do much. Bad. Bad. Um. On both sides of the ball, he did bowl. I correct me if I'm wrong. He bowled four overs. Uh. One of the few all rounders to do that. And he's the captain, and he was in such good form last year and through ICC, um, the, or the rankings anyway, the international T20, that I'm not really blinking an eye on on Hardick. No, um, and the small correction is that he, he did only bowl three overs as opposed okay. to one. The sort of, uh, or as opposed to four, the, the one that got away from him went to Yash Dial. And I don't know that they'll do that very often. I think maybe there was just a, a matchup they were trying to exploit there. Um, but I don't know that there's a guy who could possibly be more involved in the game than Hardik Pandya, as far as what you just yeah. mentioned. A captain, a bowler, a full-time bowler, and a full-time batter. And he's going to do better with the bat. I'm, I'm like a 2 out of 10 on the panic meter with him right now. Not a whole lot that I'm... Yeah. worried about just because of his opportunities so let's wrap up the uh the next one our third captain on this list Wait, what do you think about kl rahul Ooh, um i spent up for kl uh and and i think i even captained him um, that's it i i captained him <laughs> I, I in general that's something i i do early in the season is sort of invest in the the commodities the ones you <laughs> feel like you can uh bank on just a little bit better he did not look good um it's not only did he not really score any points but he he looked uncomfortable um at the stumps uh, it seemed like the the bowlers had his number right away um and they i mean they proved it so um i'm not full-blown panic but i'm gonna avoid right now um yeah. i don't think i need a vaccine from kl rahul but i am probably gonna keep my six feet of distance it's uh it's that's kind of where i am with him until so wait i'm I, guessing i know you're more like me since you played him you probably still have him in your lineup uh considering they play tomorrow i actually don't <laughs> oh you dropped him. I, okay uh because of his high credit I, I like to put those credits back in the bank if i have to make one move sometimes um it just makes most and you sense. picked up faff with it so made, yes made sense worked yes. out for you it did. So, you know, Faf went for a ton of runs and one man of the match and I managed to vice captain him. So I think I got like 246 points from Faf alone today. Um, so that's, uh, that was, that was worth it. I'm not going to do that all the time um, where you move a guy onto your team, but if it's just a transaction, it's just a transaction. If you have to make a move, you have to make a move. It's just that he holds so many credits hostage and he just didn't prove anything. So I'm standing back for a little bit. And I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna br- let you bring up this uh, this last guy since you got a, a little bit of uh, you know blood already in the in the ring for him. Yes, uh, the the next one is another Mumbai Indian. They were just hard to watch. Uh, 
I really want, and I, I wanted and I still want Joffrey Archer to be uh, back to form and be awesome. I captained him for this match. It did not go well. I think he got eight fantasy points as a captain, so twice the, the amount he actually scored. No wickets. In, in fairness, though, Almost nobody got wickets from the Mumbai Indians. Like uh, Coley and Faf were just so on fire. Yeah. I am a little worried because he's coming off. It's been two years since he's played in the league. Uh, things have changed. Players have changed. I'm not ready to completely drop him from my, from my radar because he is really good. And maybe this match really was just a, a fluke that those guys did so well. If he goes up against uh, a less strong front uh, top four batting order, like maybe Hyderabad or um, Knight Riders, I'd I'd be happy to give him another shot. Agreed. Yeah, totally. I uh, wouldn't. He's got to do better, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. he basically didn't give you any production, but he looked good, and he was fingertips away from a wicket. Um, I can't remember who the batsman was, but uh, he. He caught he caught a dot out of it, but it came off the bat. It came right back to his hands, and he just barely didn't catch it. So, I mean, that would have totally changed the comp, you know, the complexion of what we saw out of him today. But uh, we'll move on to just yeah. uh, players of note. Um, so those were the uh, the poppers and the poopers. Um, these are just um, guys that may or may not have uh, been on the radar for good reasons and bad. So from the uh, Chennai Super Kings, uh, certainly Guy Quad jumped on to your radar if he hadn't been there already with 92 he was good last year looks like he's good this year um from the punjabi kings two guys that i really liked um obviously arshdeep singh with three wickets and he got me the main of the match so that's your bonus 50 points i didn't manage to get a captain or a vice captain on him but i was more than pleased with him and then raja paxka um 50 and uh shikar dewan 40 um all those guys look good. So um, some decent players from that yeah. match for sure. Anybody you uh, that caught your attention um, in that match, Mark, or uh, between those teams? No, you, you covered the big ones. Um, you know, moving forward, we've talked about uh, a lot of the guys from Lucknow already on one side or the other of the poppers and poopers. Uh, DC, David Warner looked good. He's just so uh, they, they, consistent. It seems like he's he's one of these guys yep. where like I'm not gonna you know at, at at a 56 you know that's that's great. He does it very slowly. It seems like it's very methodical. Yeah. Some of these guys get to 56. I mean, Josh Butler got to 56, I think, in like less than 30 balls. Like you know, uh, David Warner is more likely to do a 56 on you know like 45 um, balls. So he's not yeah. as exciting, but he did that pretty often so i've i have decent confidence level in warner right now yeah i was a little worried when he marched out there without the mustache but he played through it he did yeah so i couldn't say for sure if it was all the way gone or if it was just shaved down but uh there was uh definitely some disappointment that it wasn't as prominent as uh in the past but speaking of prominence for the rajasthan royals you were not wrong if you played anybody in the top of the order uh, for that game. That was a delight to wake up to this morning that Josh Butler. I wish I could have watched that. Oh, uh, I know. And then Sanju That's Samson. the one I slept through. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and Jaiswal. Um, they all had 50 plus. All three of them. Right out of the gate. Um, 
So hopefully you took advantage of that. I, I think what probably half the world probably had Butler on as their captain, and he. Oh yeah. What and he he ended up with the man of the match, um, even though he wasn't actually the strongest batter. Having not seen enough of that game, I'm not 100 percent sure if he affected it in another way. But that has got to be the most solid triple in this case opening of any team in the IPL. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Uh, the only the only one I would say would be better was uh, Royal Challengers coming they up did. with Baff and Coley, but but they only had two. They only True. Had two. Yeah, the, they didn't need a third. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like we'll we'll wait and see uh, on that. But uh, they play both sides of the ball so well. Um, Yasvindra Chahal with four wickets. Chahali Woods right back at it. Yeah. Um, he, I thought he was going to end up being the man of the match. I feel like four wickets is a bigger deal than uh, fifty runs. But yeah, e- either way, he's doing his thing, and he was doing it um, in multiple ways. Yeah, he he had. A bold, he had caught outs, even at a stumped. So um, he's wreaking havoc for the other teams. No, uh, no and surprises there. They played Sunrisers, who had a, a couple bowlers who got some wickets. Umrun Malik got up to bat and looked pretty good for the the few overs he played. Yeah, uh, mostly Sunrisers looked like another train wreck. Uh, who do you think was more of a train wreck, Mumbai or or Hyderabad? Uh, I think Mumbai let me down more. I don't. I didn't have great hopes in Sunrisers. Um, uh, Umran Malik uh, last year had some big games as a bowler, um, so it was nice to see him get a wicket. And then when he and then when he bowl or when he was batting, which it was kind of a shame that he had to bat. Uh, he was in a position where he was able to bat aggressively, and he had some um, perimeter shots. So he's valuable still for sure. Uh, a, a good bowler on a otherwise bad team, kind of the same situation with uh, Faruqi. We mentioned him preseason. He got a pair of wickets, um, but I, I'm just afraid with this team that the other team is going to be able to be very conservative with them. If Sunrisers bats first and posts a low score, like we saw with Mumbai today, it's going to give the other team a lot of freedom to not have to worry that much about these two bowlers. If you can just poke away everything Malik throws at you and everything Faruqi throws at you and take advantage of better matchups, um, that's not going to be good for them. So I think they're going to be subject to a lot of problems with game flow. But uh, that brings us to the late match for for today. I don't think we're surprised. We already mentioned it with Faf and Coley. They did everything you needed. They could have stopped. You didn't need the players that come in after <laughs> Faf got out, they still would have won the game. That's yeah. crazy. I think it's worth pointing out. Coley and Faf killed it this this game. But even if they don't, like if they have a bad day, which they will, they'll have some bad days, they still have Dinesh Kardik. They still have Glenn Maxwell. They still have Michael Bracewell, uh, Shabazz Ahmed. They've got more players who can still crank the ball. I mean, I think we didn't even get to see what their batting lineup's capable of. Yeah, I think the uh, the cavalry behind those two is stronger than with a lot of teams. So, not that like I hope those guys get out, but it'll definitely be exciting to see some of these other people move into that role. Um, and when it comes to Mumbai, we're just kind of in a wait and see mode. Um, but let's move on. Uh, those those were players. I mean, we we could touch on every single player. These are just the people that had some impact in some way or another. And speaking of impact players. We have seen already in these first five matches that these impact players can 
very seriously changed the value of certain players. And we're specifically talking about all-rounders. All-rounders have always been a little bit difficult. The top all-rounders are incredibly valuable, like Hardik Pandya when he's having a good game. You get good batting, good bowling, hopefully both at the same time. Um, but with the new impact player rule, it's giving these teams a lot of freedom to pull guys out of their lineup at the change or even in the middle of an inning and really reduce the value of especially, it seems like, the bowling side of these all-rounders. We saw no bowling, for instance, from uh, Glenn Maxwell today. Um, yeah, another one we we didn't talk about with our with our poopers because he's kind of on the fence of if he's a pooper or not was uh, Andre Russell. I mean, he still had a pretty good outing from his batting, but he didn't bowl at all. He didn't need to. Um, so especially yeah. when you have situations where um, you're positioning your team for the chase, um, that you're you're going to swap out um, bowlers for batters if you're positioning you know if you're if you're batting first you just you can you can just take a guy like Andre Russell or Glenn Maxwell and and arguably even sit them in the second half if you're defending um that's the most obvious use of the impact player and that's the one that almost everybody used how they used it and it definitely seems like the all-rounders are the biggest hit to that I did see a few times this weekend where um you know a batsman was replaced by a bowler and i think that might still happen you wouldn't necessarily see the all-rounder get sat in replacement for somebody else but their need for bowling is is less required um so this morning looking at glenn maxwell the entire weekend i had planned to play him but then when they came up the royal challengers were going to uh, field first, I saw, yes, Glenn Maxwell is in the starting 11, but there were five bowlers also in the starting 11. So if you just do the math at five bowlers and four overs, there's your 20 overs. The chances that Glenn Maxwell was going to be needed to bowl were essentially none. Doesn't mean he might if there's a good opportunity to exploit a matchup, but he's not He's not nearly as needed. You, you would think that in general they're going to lean on a specialist rather than an all-rounder when they have the freedom to do so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see going forward because this is a new rule and everybody's kind of adjusting to it. Maybe they'll find different strategies, ways to use it as the season goes on. But right now it's looking like those all-rounders who aren't the superstar all-rounders are going to be affected pretty hard. Yeah, so unfortunately now just because somebody's listed as an all-rounder, and this was true in the past too, um, but just because somebody's listed as an all-rounder, I wouldn't treat them as an all-rounder until we get a, a better sample size. Sometimes this is game flow dictation. Sometimes it's just matchup dictation. Somebody gets out. You know, maybe Glenn Maxwell was always supposed to bowl, but the bowler that they had or the batter that they had him lined up against got out yeah. front by somebody else. And so it sort of reduced the need for him. But I think the number of true all-rounders now – maybe even smaller than the number of people that you can position on your all-rounders team. So be careful with that. A lot of these good all-rounders are overseas players, um, and they're not doing half of the reason that we like to put them in our starting 11. So pump the brakes a little bit on your expectations. I still think guys like Hardik Pandya are going to play a tremendous role 
in being a true all-rounder. But I think a lot of the time when we're putting somebody in an all-rounder position, it's going to be more of a matter of convenience. You're going to put somebody in the all-rounder spot because you have to have one to four people there. So maybe, you know, maybe really playing just four batsmen, it just happens to be that one of them's an all-rounder and you're just filling a hole down there because you're prioritizing another position, wicket keepers or bowlers or something like that. Exploit it both ways, avoid it both ways too. Yeah, maybe in a couple weeks we'll do a spotlight on all-rounders and look back over, once we've got maybe 20 matches under our belts, which all-rounders are still having an impact with the bat and the ball and which ones have kind of been relegated to either one side or the other, usually batting. Because uh, I think those ones that do keep doing both are going to be like the, the gold mine for that, for that position. Yep, I would agree with that. But speaking of sample sizes, we have enough of that now, I think, to talk a little bit about our expectations. We've seen every team. Let's yep. look at matches 6 through 10. Uh, match 6, you get uh, the Super Giants versus the Super Kings. Hopefully, when you were listening to us uh, last episode, you thought about it and you banked some of those uh, Super Giants players. I know that I made sure to do that because uh, the Super Giants are the only team that have three matches out of the first 10. So their frequency comes up. If you have to sit on somebody um, and all things are equal otherwise, definitely consider your luck now, uh, players. Who are you looking for in this match, Mark? Oh uh, well, in this match, I've I've already got a lot of players. I, I banked five Lucknow players, so I'm counting on a big match Wonderful. here. Um, but I'm really happy. I've got Bishnoy on my team. Um, wait, you were talking before the before recording about the stadium there. It's great for spinners. Yeah, um, they 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 tried the stadium. This. Uh, Oh man, I, I, there's no way I'm going to get the pronunciation of this stadium right. But the M.A. Chittabaram Stadium is uh, is notorious for spinners. So Bishnoi and Santner, um, if you're making a choice, might be slightly elevated. But if you're already sitting on Bishnoi, great job for that one, Mark. Yeah, I might uh, I might vice captain him. Um, but then you still have to have that uncapped transfer. Even if you load it up on him, you've got one extra one. So why not give the hanger man a try? Yeah, uh, that's... The way I've got my team set up right now, that's what I'm excited to exploit. I basically, um, I'm sitting on a couple of CSK and a couple of LSGs. I bring in Gay Quad and I bring in the Hanger Man as my uncapped transfer. It only cost me one. And I also have like five or six guys in that match tomorrow. Um, so I'm excited um, about that. We, that we saw like such big a, things. The way you pronounce that sounds like such a like 1990s uh, junior high uh, insult. You're such a gay quad. <laughs> I know it's more like guy quad the way they say it, but the the stream that I have, uh, if you're watching on Willow, uh, it seems like you have one whose native tongue is in Hindi, but he's speaking English, and then you have another whose native tongue is an Australian version of English, and they pronounce a lot of these names, you know, a whole other third way different than than. We Makes do. you feel a little better about us not pronouncing anything yeah. right. They've just had a little bit more practice. So I think in a lot of cases, they're still saying it wrong. They've just said it wrong enough times that it just rolls off the tongue. Um, yeah. So they're not worried about it. But we saw a lot of good players um, from both these teams. Um, hopefully that's something they can take advantage of in a matchup uh, with each other. Let's move on, though. Uh, the the Delhi Capitals and the Gujarat Titans. Yeah, they don't have as much that I... 
they don't have as much that I'm really excited about for that match. Uh, I will probably put Hardick back in. Uh, I just I have a feeling he's going to hit eventually, and I want to be there for it. Um, but the other one that I'm excited about that I might pick as my all rounder over Hardick is Rashid Khan. Yes. Kind of wondering is is he really an all rounder? Last season he was actually a bowler on uh, Dream right. Eleven. He did come in at uh, number seven, which is pretty far down the lineup, but it is in that all rounder territory. So yeah, and he he hits it. when he comes in. He hits it. He he hit one four and one six on three balls. So, so he he's swinging. There, he's gonna be good for you. Yeah, that's in in. The, Okay, yes, he's an all-rounder. In my head, he's still a bowler. That's yeah. clearly what he's on the team to do. And he picked up two wickets. They were critical wickets, too. He ended all up with the man of the match. Yes, got all four of his overs in. He does bat early for a bowler, if you want to look at it that way. So if you're mm-hmm. looking at a starting 11, and let's say they have five bowlers on there, and one of those guys is more likely to bat than the other, sometimes that's a, enough to tip the scales when you're trying to decide between, well, maybe they all have the same number of wicket um, chances in terms of overs bold, but this guy is more likely to be an emergency batter than somebody else. That's free points. Um, Unfortunately, as an all-rounder, he's not protected the way bowlers are. Bowlers are protected from penalties from golden ducks and things like that. All-rounders are not. So if you have a bowler who comes out and goes out on the first ball, he doesn't suffer the penalty but all-rounders do. So maybe that's the the only sort of negative to him being an all-rounder instead of a bowler. But when I mentioned convenience for all-rounders, this is what I'm talking about. He's a bowler, but you have to have a minimum of one player in that all-rounder's position. Sometimes there's not great options. When he's around, I throw him into that all-rounder position and he, he can, you know, satisfy that category for me without really any heartache. If I, If anything, I'm actually excited for him um, to be there. And I think in this match, you're, you're, you know, you're not necessarily going to be desperate for him, but yeah. he proved himself early in the season. If you're going to go heavy on all rounders, this is the, this is the the team to do it with Rajasthan. They have uh, number four, five, six, and seven in the orders. We're all all rounders. Um, two of them got booted from the, the bowling. Like we've talked about uh, Tawadia and Shankar did not bowl, but, Pandia and Khan still bowled. They had seven overs between them. So I'm confident that either of those guys, with that many opportunities, they're going to hit more often than they miss. I'm just making sure I understood you correctly. I think you said Rajasthan, but you meant Gujarat. Yes, I meant Gujarat. Sorry. Okay. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that Shubman Gill, or Shubman Gill, uh, looked as great as you would hope he, he would. Um, probably worth the money, worth the start, worth the position on uh, on your roster. We've got some players returning, um, the South African players uh, returning from their match um, in the ODIs, I think. Are they playing against Netherlands? Does that sound right? Um, yes. But they're coming back from a tournament. They're supposed to rejoin their teams on the third, but I don't know that they're going to be available um, for their first match. I don't know how typical that turnaround time is obviously they're playing they should be in form but with their team where they're going to slot in um one guy i've kind of had my eye on who's in that category if you're looking at his name on your dream 11 it's spelled more like onrik 
Norcia, but his last name is actually pronounced more like Nokia, N-O-R-T-J-E. If he comes available, I'm going to keep my eye on him. I don't know that I'm jumping on him first start. Um, yeah. But he was somebody that um, that I liked from the uh, research that I did preseason. Somebody who I've kind of been scared away from, though, is Mitch Marsh. So he didn't do great with the bat. In fact, he got a zero. Um, <laughs> and also, he is one of those all-rounders that is not going to bowl. Um, so he's not 100% healthy. Yeah. And they have bowlers on their team that can easily take that work from him. So his all-rounder help is not really there. Um, I did sit on him because I needed an all-rounder spot. So I've got him available. I don't know if I'm going to hold on to him all the way until that game. So there's a decent chance that I'm going to be forced into giving him another try because he got to do better than zero, I would hope. But <laughs> we will see um, on that. And then, of course, this gives you another opportunity to play David Warner, maybe the longer the season, the longer the mustache and the longer the outings you'll have, he'll just look better and better both on the pitch and in the mirror as yep. the season goes on. And this Bring one, us to the next match. This one, well, the one more thing I want to say about this one is uh, it's a little light on uncapped players. You know, you want yes. to get that one uncapped pickup. And, and I, I like to pick up my uncapped player for that match. I don't like to try to bank an uncapped player. Because then the next match, I'm going to get an uncapped player on the same team. And I'm just going to end up with too many uncapped players. And also, they're a little less reliable. Because sometimes they just come in and out because they're they're not the stars, usually. I will point out, last year, there was one uncapped player who's really good for DC. Uh, his name is Lalit Yadav. He's a bowler. No, sorry, he's an all-rounder. He did not he play last match. So nope. he might not play again. But if he does... He's, he's a guy I think that you'd be pretty happy with picking up uh, as an all-rounder. He just won't look like it because he has zero points so far. Sure, and I'll go ahead and piggyback on that. You're talking about trying to use your uncapped player um, on the match that's coming up. The next match that we're going to talk about is Rajasthan versus Punjab. The By far and away, so far to me anyway, um, most valuable uncapped player has been uh, Jaiswell for um, the Rajasthan yeah. Royals. So if you have another uncapped player that you're trying to decide between for Rajasthan or Punjab in that DC versus GT matchup, you could, if you have the roster space, keep in mind this can potentially cost you a double down on transfers later to have to move two guys back off. You could, I suppose, if you don't have Jaiswell, on your roster, go ahead and use your uncap the match before so that he's ready for this match. Um, I think even though he's uncapped, he's essentially a lock to be part of that opening trio that we mentioned above, you know, Butler, Samson, and Jaiswell. Yeah, he's, he's especially after that performance. I know last season he had some good games and then they took him out and he was out for a few matches and then he came back in, um, even though he had kind of hit and miss games but after this last one i can't imagine they won't play him and it's especially important though on this match because it's the start of another turnaround rajasthan plays in match eight and then again in match 11 they're playing at home which we're going to talk a little later about home field advantage but that's one where you i'm happy to load up with all these players and maybe take a chance on a different uncapped player just simply because 
they're playing twice and they're probably going to be awesome. So particularly that opening trio um, is tremendous with the bat, but they also happen to be playing at what has been described as batter's paradise. So Barca Parra stadium. Um, if you just Google it, just Google Barca Parra stadium pitch report, you'll get a blanket that says right there, batter's paradise. So you got maybe three of the best batters um, in, in, in sequential order on a team playing at batter's paradise. And this is a home (laughs) game for them, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So all things are pointing up for Rajasthan in this match. Um, And I think you also have got to love uh, Yuzvendra Chahal. Um, What four wickets we already mentioned in his first match. Oh yeah. So he's in form ready to go. Um, So even though this is a batter's paradise and you would maybe think about avoiding bowlers um some sometimes the top bowlers you just have to play them i've already got them on my on my roster and i'm not going to drop him he's one of the guys i'm going to sit on until this match just because he's a great body in that position i love having bowlers opposite of batsmen on the same team so that way at the change in innings you still have somebody who's relevant to play so you could potentially mm-hmm. build an all Rajasthan Royals roster here if you wanted to and have great players on both sides of the ball and have like four guys playing. Um, so keep that in mind. Anybody else you want to talk about with this match? We haven't really touched on Punjab, but there's got to be somebody in there. Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit I'd, I'd like to bring up. Um, I mean, really, one thing we mentioned a little while we were prepping this show was I don't like to do it this early in the season, but this is not a terrible match to, to drop a... Um... Shit, what are they called? A booster? Yeah. This is not a terrible match to drop a booster on with with just the firepower they have at this stadium because Punjab's got firepower too. Uh, Sam Curran looked good. Rajapaksa looked good. You've got Shakar Dewan who can be much better than he even was. Um, and then also I want to keep make sure you're thinking about Liam Livingston. He didn't play. He wasn't ready. But if he is ready and he does play, he had some of the most uh, – electrifying overs of the season last year. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, if I didn't drive it home, the other thing I want to mention about this match is that this is an early match. So especially for our stateside listeners and God forbid you'd be out there on the West coast, more than likely you're setting this lineup the night before, but we feel as we've stated many times now. Okay. (laughs) It's, it should be good. It should be a good match, but if you can't or you won't, um, if you're not confident that that you're going to be able to make those choices, I think that opening lineup for Rajasthan Royals is probably one that I have the most confidence in. So you can sort of set it and forget it the night before Let's, if let, you uh, if you need to. Let me ask this one real quick. Wait, I know you were high on Joe Root uh, in our preseason episodes. If he were in the starting 11, knowing you might be able to get two games out of him, would you take the risk? Probably depends on what they show me. If they slot him in early, if you see if you see him, you know, especially in like the top three batters, I think that's a good sign um, for things to come. So I'd be very tempted. That's for sure. He's not proven in the IPL. Um, you know, the only thing that I'm speaking highly on him on is based on what he's done in English Test cricket. We know that there's players that don't do well in the transition from test cricket to T20. Um, 
but I would hope that the managers and the, you know, coaches of these teams know more what they're talking about than I do. So if they put him into the lineup, they've seen something in the nets. They've seen something in practice that says, okay, he's ready. Or maybe it's a matchup exploitation. They just like the bowlers. They like the pitch. They like some sort of condition. But he comes highly touted. So I think if he comes in and he does well, especially if he's high in the order, he's probably worth, um, you know, banking for a later match. I would, I would imagine that that'd be a good sign that he'll play again. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for him to come in. I'm I'm excited about it. Let's uh let's blast through these last two matches pretty quick. We're coming up on the hour. Um, KKR versus RCB. I mean, is anybody going to be able to avoid playing the Faf Coley duo? I I could see this be one being one where they where they don't do so well, where they just have a bad day and it, the whole world is disappointed. Um, but you're gonna play them. Uh, Whip, why don't you talk about Eden Gardens? And how they work for for spinners. How so the pitch report, yeah, the pitch report generically is good for batters early, and then later is good for spinners. So it sort of flips. Um, I'd be much more interested in Russ if he's batting, if they're opening with the bat, if um, if they you know defer to field. I would assume, um, you know, he's also more likely than to have an opportunity to bowl because if it's reverts to spinners it me- later, it means it's better for pacers, which he is in the first half. So I'm not saying that I wouldn't play Big Russ, but I would be more interested in him if he's going to get an opportunity to bowl then bat um, as opposed to the other way around. And then Lucknow? And Sunrisers, if you can hold on to your Lucknow players for a few more matches, it's not a huge gap from match six when they last played. Um, but I'm, there are so many players on this lineup, but now that I'm looking at it more, that I want. I mean, they're kind of all from Lucknow, so maybe it would be good to hold on to them. Um, one thing to look at is, is Aiden Markham going to be back? He just crushed his recent ODI against... Netherlands uh, he's the captain that could have been a good chunk of the reason why Sunrisers look so awful they were missing their captain and maybe their star player so I would expect a little bit better out of the whole Sunrisers team um, if you're if you're looking to to mix things up and don't want to go too but even if you wanted to yeah even if you wanted to wait there's plenty of wealth on the super giant side Um, and I would imagine that by this match Maybe not the earlier one, um, but by this match, uh, Quentin DeCock should be back. I don't know if that makes Puran less valuable or if they'll play three wicket keepers. But uh, as we've kind of talked about in this episode, the the position that they're pegged into on Dream 11 isn't necessarily super accurate to the position that they truly fill on the team. So it's totally reasonable that they could play three wicket keepers and you know, really just one of them as being a batsman. Um, but it's starting to get crowded with Cuticock, Puran, and KL Rahul. Um, are you playing Cuticock if he comes back in this match, Mark? I I would like to. I will if I have room. Like I said, I already have five uh, super giants. And if I still have Puran and um, Rahul in there, that might be too costly to bring him in. So. And that's a strange combination of guys because both Puran and Cuticock 
are overseas players mm-hmm. and Rahul is expensive. So you're kind of hampering yourself to sit on those guys for too terribly long. But if you have to add, let's just say you don't have any of those three guys and you're just adding one, who do you think you're most excited for if they're all available and you have the budget for it? At the moment, the one I'd be most excited for is Clinton DeCock. Agreed. I think he just has the highest capability in terms yeah. of um, with the bat. So we'll see. Um, let's make sure he's going to be with the starting squad and in that starting 11. And if he resumes his place as an opener, he should be a, a good option for you. He at times can be a slow player. So he may be another one to watch out for when it comes to game flow. Mm-hmm. If they are on the lopsided side of this match, which is totally possible with a matchup against um, Sunrisers, if Aiden Markram doesn't spring them back to life, it's definitely possible that Super Giants just have a massive lead. And so if they're batting second, Cutie Cox is going to be um, basically sitting exactly where he wants to be, playing from be- playing from behind, but with a very small deficit. If he can take his time and just hit those singles and hit those doubles, like you know what Faf and Coley were doing earlier today, that's his wheelhouse. He will crank it. He'll hit boundaries when it when it comes available. I just think he's better as like a slow burn player than he is a sprinter. A little less fireworks, um, but keep an eye on that. If if Super Giants have an opportunity to bat second and the Sunrisers don't do well to open the game, I uh, I would expect good things from him. Yeah, the last thing I want to point out with this with this gang of Super Giants is. They are pretty high on uh, on overseas players who are awesome. The top three players so far in fantasy are Mark Wood, Kyle Mares, and Puran, who are all overseas. Uh, and then we know Quentin DeCox coming back. He's overseas. So that's right there is your four overseas players. Um, so just make sure you've got you, – if you want to get those eyes on your team, clear out room for them. I mean, this also um, that we're talking about, this match – Sunrisers of Hyderabad have uh, Aiden Markram, who you might want. They have Faruqi, who was one of their best players so far. Those guys are overseas also. Uh, so you can't, you can't have them all. No, and especially because the match before, um, if you're playing the Dream Duo, Faf would have been on your roster. So you're not sitting on all four of those guys waiting for this match to come around. You're going to have to add at least one of them late. And I just, I hate that. I hate sitting on overseas players that just take up space for games and games on end. Um, If you have to swap them out, um, swap them out. Yeah. If I were to go back um, to the previous match real quick, if I were to have to pick Faf or Coley, I think this time I would pick Coley um, because Royal Challengers have not a super quick turnaround, but in five matches, they've got two. Uh, so you could potentially, even though he's expensive, hold on to Coley. But if you're holding on to Faf, instead you've got the expensive and the overseas when you have such good overseas options at Lucknow. It's an embarrassment of riches. I don't know, I don't know how you're <laughs> supposed to turn around on these two teams with, uh, with all that to consider. But um, listening to this, talking about each of these matches, keep that in mind. There are additional games coming, obviously, beyond these. Prioritize when it makes sense 
players that you can add to your roster and sit on and hopefully use more than once per transfer. Sometimes you just add and drop because somebody's going to be gone for a while. The Mumbai Indians don't play again, I think, until like match 12. So if you have Mumbai Indians on your team and maybe you just added them, it might be okay to go ahead and drop them, especially guys like Sir Yakimor, um, back off of your roster because he's holding a lot of credits and he doesn't play for a while. So it kind of sucks. Hey, you just added him. You just burned a transfer. But if you got to make room, maybe just do better with your next transfer ads and get at least a double tap out of them when you can. So with that, that wraps it up for me as far as uh, suggestions for this week. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit because it seems like it may have played a role is home field advantage. We haven't seen real home fields away home series since you and I started playing fantasy. So this no, is they've always either been on some sort of circuit. They were even playing what in Dubai, like at the, at yeah. the UAE for a while when the bubble came with the COVID season. So as far as what you're alluding to, playing at home in front of a home crowd on your home pitch. How big of a deal is it? Well, it it sure seems like a big deal because four of the five teams that won this week were home teams. And I would think even more, compared to, say, football, um, if you're on a football field, yes, the fans, the crowd makes a difference, home versus away. But every football field is the same dimensions, they're generally yes. made out of the same materials. They're all marked the exact same way. In cricket, it's not that that kit the way that way. And the weather makes a much bigger difference in cricket, I would think, than it does in football. I mean, sure, Buffalo is probably better at playing in games in three inches of snow than Tampa is. But here with the 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 dew, the size of the stadium, the the temperature. I'd expect it to make a decent, decent amount of difference. And, and if it's, if it's swaying you, if you can't decide between player A or player B, and one of them is playing at a home, home field, especially a player like a, like a, a Dhoni or a player who's been on the same team for years. One of the guys who's, who's a long timer on a certain team. Um, you might want to consider putting them in. Yeah, I think there's something to that. Interestingly, Dhoni was playing uh, technically an away game against the Titans to open the season, <laughs> but there were far more Dhoni jerseys and much more yellow in that stadium than anybody wearing Titans colors. Granted, t- you know the Titans are one of the two newest teams in the yeah. IPL, um, but that's everybody not to dismiss that everybody loves Dhoni. It's just he's transcendent. So the the fact that people would go to that game. Maybe even potentially that would be now more naturally Titans fans. But I think a lot of people also know there's not that many more years you're going to get to see Dhoni in the IPL. So they're just doing it to to, to do it. Um, but as far as like a crowd factor, that was like the one time that I saw this season where the crowd wasn't so much the big play. So I think you're right. It's probably mostly familiarity with a venue that's going to come into play. A lot of these players haven't played on their technical home fields in IPL matches yet, but they'll play there more often than anywhere else. So there should be some gained knowledge and experience in that. Yeah. Coley's another one. He's been um, playing for Royal challengers for 
years and years, and he's back on his home home turf, and he crushed it. And he's been in good form lately, so I'm sure that's not all there is. But you could tell everyone in that field was out there for Coley, the way that everyone in Gujarat was out there for Doty. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm excited. We've got a good slate of matches coming up. Make sure you're being smart with those transfers. Make sure to get those uncapped guys on your team when it makes sense. Remember, you got to use a transfer to get them back off of there half the time. So start looking forward, look forecast who needs to be on your team when. I think we gave you some good information to chew on, and uh, we'll talk to you again later in the week um, about the weekend slate. One one technical note before we leave, I just want to let everybody know we're now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, so if you know anybody who is a um, a Mac and Apple nut, just let them know. They can listen to us on their or their, their favorite platform. We're just making it easier on everybody. All right. Well, I'm tired from that weekend slate, so here we go again. All right. We'll shut this one down. We'll see yep. you guys soon. Take care. Bye.